the city of angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. Good evening, Los Angeles. Welcome to episode 203 of the Heart of LAFC podcast. Wow, it's good times, that's for certain. Of course, you're like, wait, he's here? He's not in Mazatlan? What's going on? Like, I thought he left us. Dude, Tony, you can fill him in as to what's going on, but uh, <laughs> some media might say that I might have moved on, but fake news, everybody. I'm back. <gasps> I never left. That was just <laughs> fun and games, me visiting family in Mazalan, but uh, that that's exactly what's going on. Tony had a lot of fun with that. Um, the pictures are real. The jersey's real. Shall I show them, guys? Shall I show of course. Them? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's real. You know, it's it's Banda del Recodo right there. You see that? Look at that sponsor right there. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's legit. Like, yeah, that's legit, but. <laughs> More of as a fan and visitor of the city because I have every Mazatlan team, including Venados and all that other stuff. So that's what that was. Tony was having way too much fun, though. <laughs> I must say, Tony. Well done, sir, because you fooled even my family, man. So uh, that being said, welcome back, Tony. Welcome back, Bam. Tony, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing pretty well. Um, again, like, nope. Like, I have friends who are Morelia fans and, like, that team shouldn't be in whatever it is what it is. <laughs> It was just one of those opportunities where we had to do it. And like Joseph showed me the pictures and everything. And I'm like, I asked Joseph, hey, can we use this as a post to see what the reaction is? And like I said, it was a joke because at the end of the day, we can now finally just goof around and have some fun a little bit because we're in the hunt as the episode is back in playoffs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So let's have some some good times. It cannot be all you know rain clouds and freaking rain this isn't sports center people if you're looking for sports center you're in the wrong place no we're here to good have a good time talk some football break some stuff down as we always do but at the end of the day we're three supporters of this team that we all love uh and we just like to break things down a little bit more than most in many cases and uh have fun with it from time to time. So Tony took good advantage of me being out of town. And uh, we almost went on with me, like not coming on today, just to even have that much more fun with it today. But we're like, no, we'll, we'll keep going with this. But uh, I had a whole postmortem, like eulogy and everything. <laughs> part of our history. Right. Yeah. Because you, cause the coup, the coup that that would be is, is, Oh my God. Joe sold out to a club that stole another club. Like, mm, yeah, no, I enjoy the football. You know me guys. And I have a lot of customized jerseys cause can't help but doing it. It's fun to do. But uh, at the end of the day, there's only one club that's through and through thick and thin that I'm sticking with. And of course it's this one here. It's LAFC from birth to death. There it is. Uh, so that's why we're here. Uh, Thankfully, I did get to see a little bit of this match, so I can cover a little bit of it today. Thanks to Bam getting me the bootleg uh, links all the way down in Mazatlan, saving the day for me. I missed a first few bits, but uh, caught most of it. But thankfully, Tony was in the stands on the day, and Bam got the whole th- see the whole thing so we can get you guys covered tonight. So that being said, of course, we did get a critical win against RSL. 
we'll break that down fully. Of course, there's a streak now that we're dealing with. We're unbeaten in what three games now, something mm-hmm. like that. We yep. just keep moving forward. We're now in the playoff hunt. We're tied for the last playoff spot. Yeah, things are looking pretty good. And now we're going to face the bottom dwellers of the division. So we're going to get that covered as well today. And the game's just like midweek. So you know, not a lot of time for you guys to actually catch this show, but we'll get you covered. We'll get you good. So that being said, let's move right into the mix. Of course, that would be LAFC versus RSL. Uh, like I said, I was a little bit out of town, but I did see a little bit of the breakdown and who was in the lineup. So basically what we saw from the lineup wasn't a huge difference from what we saw before. I know we had Romero in goal. We had Ibiaga, Murillo, and Fall kind of anchoring things in the middle there. Uh, Edwards as well, I guess, was a little bit in the defensive role. Uh, Etuesta, Janela, Blessing, Duke. Seems pretty typical at this moment. And then Musaski and Arango, which I will say right away, Musovsky's work rate in the last game pretty much earned him the starting role for this match. So it kind of made sense going into it that this was probably going to be our best lineup we could see. And I think the one that you'd reward, you know, for the good work in the last one. So that was the lineup moving into that. Now, Bam, what did RSL come at us with? Well, RSL decided to, new toy, so I got to have fun with this. Come up with this lineup here. <laughs> we have okay. Akira, um, Tiola, Craig Lack, Rusnak, Bezler, Glad. Chang, Holt, Everton, Julio, and the last one there. So that's what they decided to come out. <laughs> just for you podcast Badovic. listeners, uh, Bam. Um, yeah. But just for your uh, podcast listeners, Bam has the official lineup on his screen at when screen. he was reading that. So just just to let you know what his toy no. was. Yeah, yeah. He's I playing with to new toys. Yes. Spent some money lately in. Because now part of this podcast, I might as well go deep in and get some new toys to play with. So that's what they came out with us with. Bam has buttons, people. Bam mm-hmm. has buttons. Be they careful. all do. Everybody's stepping up. He even has a curved monitor, and I just just <laughs> jealous of that. So uh, good stuff. So that was our lineup going into it. Not that shocking from what we saw from them. Ochoa is kind of the expectation, as always, in the back. Really, I think we we discussed it the episode before. They, there's not much surprising except what different coach, right? That's about it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the the mindset going in. Now, Tony, how did this game break down? Because there wasn't much to wait for, was there? <laughs> not really. To be honest, <laughs> like, all right, we'll just break it down really quickly. Fastest goal in LAFC history. It was. Literally 20 seconds. The goal was scored in, at the 20th second. The lead up to it was literally, you'll hear this a lot, and this combo may just continue into the coming years because he's at this point, he might be earning a contract. I'll twist it to Duke. Duke tries to find moves, but unfortunately, he rebounds off the keeper right into Chicho, and he just literally takes it in and scores it like right out the box. It was so fast for the people who were there. Most of the scoreboards around the stadiums did not register that goal for a good minute or so. Shocked everyone, even the stat keepers. That's a good thing. That's yeah. Good thing. So, I mean, bang, bang, play, right? Everybody running into the right places. That's why it turned out the way it is, because everybody's running. They're not watching the game. Everybody needs to go where they need to go. Uh, and they gutted out the first goal. Uh Beautiful as far as I'm concerned. It doesn't have to be completely pretty. Can be a little bit funky, but when you put in the pace, you put in the movement, you get you get what you deserve. So 20 seconds in, 
uh, Chicho. It's nice to make history when you're breaking into your first season at a club. Like I get to be here for a while because my name is now in the record books. Uh, a good way for him, especially the way he's been taken off at this point, uh, to get some history book moves in there. So that's good things. Of course, the play keeps going. Momentum is still there. What happens next, Tony? So, as we as we broke it down earlier, uh, RSL is a sleepy team. If they're like we caught them off guard the same way, we are the same way. Luckily, it's past the 20 minutes, but unfortunately, at the 27th minute, Fog gives it up in our defensive end, and it kind of just ricochets into our nice thorn in the side from Real Salt Lake, Crawlock, and just he like blasts from outside the goal. It was a pretty bang-bang play at the same one for them, but it was a little bit further for them. But of course, Crawlock always punishes us, no matter every time we play him for some reason. He's consistent, and he's done this throughout the league. It, it's it's expected from him. He knows how to give the service. He controls dead ball situations. He's always on the ball. He's always involved. So it's not a surprise that he found his way on the, the score sheet. Like, not a shocker at all. That's who you expect, right? It's not mm-hmm. a surprise. Um, so there goes that. They get back into the game. Once again, geez, here we go again, right? think you got control. You don't quite. Good thing is we weren't done on the day, were we? Nope. Back to the Atuesta Duke combo. Literally, it was back and forth between them. Duke to Atuesta. Atuesta gave it back to Duke. Duke gave it back to Atuesta. And then just f- nice little cross and finds Chicho with the perfect header with his whole body into it, into the goal. And again, people have been doubting Chicho since we, everyone thought he's a striker, but his his goals are dirty. Like, as we say, is like they're there. You he works for them. Like, it's not like he dribbles through everybody and makes this pretty nice play. It's literally he's on the spot. He's in the places. He's in the trenches. He'll be up there to get the goal. Yeah, and it's the kind of guy we need in this moment. You need somebody to be a grinder. Um, That's what he is. And so. Honestly, the story to me was a Twesta's easy little chip cross. I mean, it was just sweet. Made it look too easy, right? Places it right to the right to the striker. Made it look simple all the way around. And of course, the moves were nice and silky after that as well. So exactly. uh, the dance was lovely, gentlemen. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Blessing. You'll you'll get better as we go. I get it. I get it. But the effort is worth it. That's for sure. So we keep going, keep making progress. What happens in the 42nd minute, sir? Janela has a nice shot offside the goal. Unfortunately, Ochoa is there. Um, un- <laughs> unfortunately, like, fortunately for him, since it was not the greatest. But again, Janela has been picking up and stuff like that. Um, I've just like recently was hearing over like Twitter and everywhere and stuff like that that Janelle was supposedly going to go back to national until we kind of convinced him that he'll be a bigger part of our system. So um, I think this is him being like, this is why I should stay kind of thing. He's earning his place. That's for certain. Uh, You know, the last two matches, you know, promises is paying off. Uh, that's for certain. So, you know, that was good. We get to halftime looking pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good, good about things. Of course, whenever you get comfortable with an LAFC fan, you know what, you know what happens next, of course. So second half kicks off. And of course, what happens, sir? 47th minute alpha counter, like a nice, like he 
Rosrick gets it from us and like literally off to the races, finds Julio and he's off to the races and just scores an easy one-on-one one-on-one goal with the keeper. Like it's textbook as a striker, as a midfielder, those are the plays and how we used to play. That's how we put as a counter. That's how you're supposed to do it quick, fast, done. And they punished us for it. You know, and it's not the first time or the last time that we're going to have guys get caught making motions, making moves before a pass actually occurs. And in this case, it looked like pretty much our entire defensive backline minus Ibiaga uh, already made their moves forward. Like the play was just going to continue on. So there was no way to really recover on the play. Uh, unfortunate in the situation, but it happens. Uh, you know, if you play on the front foot, these kind of things occur. It just happens a little too much for us. Let's be honest. Uh, but it did. Uh, and of course we get punished so quick on these, never get lucky on these moments, right? Like they miss the shot or no, we, we get punished right away. So it mm-hmm. happens, but you know what? Give our guys credit. It, it's not like it, it killed our game. You know, we kept doing what we do, kept producing, kept playing our system. Uh, and so, yeah, <laughs> you know, it looked like maybe something was going to come about. Something did unexpected. Tony, you were at the game. You probably got a better view and a better feel for what happened in that moment. But how did the heck did the the 58th minute play out? Because I'm still baffled on that one. To be honest, I didn't even have a good look to the play. I went to look to see like what the cadence was for the next, like how many more we're going to do for cheers and stuff like that. And I just see the ball rolling in and I was just like, wait, what, what, what just happened? Like. I, I had to watch, like, I literally had to go home to see what happened. It was a, a way bad miscommunication between the defender and Ochoa. Because you literally see Ochoa say, pretty much put up his hands like keeper. Like, I got it. Don't even worry. Bang, bang, play. Literally, he passes it away from him, and it just rolls right in. And gave us the goal. Well, happily take it. It's one of those things where you feel bad for the defender as a as a player, of course, but that's football at the end of the day. Like you take those and you move on for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. The way I take it is bam, go for it. You got this. That goal made social media through Australia with all the football fans in Australia. (laughs) What they say. Peak MLS. Uh, Funny. Every time there's a screw up, it's MLS, right? Never the player, never the team, never MLS. Any other any other country, any other league, you talk about the player that screwed up. MLS, yeah. we all just get lumped in every time. Who cares though? Because we got a lead out of this. Personally, I'm not gonna call it lucky. I'm not gonna be oh, we, we got away with one here. You know what? We've had bad breaks all season. It's about time something bounced our way for once. So I'll take it. I think it's karma. That's fine by me. To watch a defender do that where you're breaking every rule in the book to get that past your own keeper is just fantastic to see. And I think my highlight moment watching watching the replays and even in the moment is watching uh, Benny in the center capo stand giving like that full Nelson laugh at Ochoa. <laughs> even pointing was just fantastic. That was that was that was my cap on that moment is just watching watching Benny lose it in the capo stand and just laugh at Ochoa because if there's any keeper in the league that deserves that kind of nonsense, that's it right there. That's Ochoa. He's earned that already, especially from any supporter in this league. So good, good, good. Of course, things go on. What happens in the 65th minute, sir? Uh, Tota, I think if I said his name right, uh, has just a quick chance at goal. Like it wasn't really anything like, oh my God, it was just a nice little quick chance and could have, could have gone either way, but 
unfortunately it was nothing to write home about, but it's one of those things where we got to talk about it to talk about it. And then right. the, the last thing to be honest is Sifu almost with another goal, like off the crossbar, like he's, he's Sifu is finally becoming a better player as we're seeing him in front of our eyes. Cause I remember, I think what last year we were like, where is the Sifu that we're, that we were promised and like, where has he been at? Like, where is it now? It's you're seeing it now. He's more of a danger. Now he's clicking on all cylinders and I, I'm happy, especially right now, especially in this, in this moment of time where we, we need it. And especially when we're in the, in like the playoffs or playoff hunt, quote unquote. Yeah. I mean, he is legitimately becoming a star on this side. One of the leaders out there. That's that's for sure. Outside of a twist that we know what to expect of him, but Sifuentes, every match we see, there's just there's there's more to be happy about. That's for certain. So, uh, luck on good on that. The other guy that kind of cracked me up a bit on the day was uh, Bryce Duke doing all the dirty work. Uh, from the bit that I could see, as much as I saw in this match, I saw the majority of it. Uh, he, gosh, he's good at getting stuck in and doing you know the the unceremonious work. Uh, just like a Twesta does, where it's not going to show up on a stat sheet anywhere, but it's just one of those critical moments where he, he's breaking something up, he's getting in, he's just disrupting enough uh, to keep it on our side of things. And then the other thing, I know he only had one shot. It was off target. But you you, you all got to think, at this point, he's looking like maybe he'll get three goals this year, right? Mm-hmm. And it'll all be from long distance just because, well, he, wa- he, dis- he decided to wing it and he's going to hang a couple of these. He's just waiting for it to happen. One of these blasts are gonna are gonna fall, and if once he does that, a little more confidence. Like I said, this guy could have three by the end of the season if he keeps firing away the way he does. Because you can see he hits it so well, just a little off each time. <laughs> just wait. I'm waiting for it. I can't wait for that for that moment. It's gonna be beautiful. Bam. Your assessments on the day. What are your reactions from what you saw on the day, sir? I was happy. I was really happy with the way we played. Like, yeah, we, we gave up a couple of cheap goals, but the team didn't let that get into their head. They got back down and went, no, nah, this is what we got to do. Let's go on and attack. And that's what they did. Our third goal, yeah, peak MLS, peak A-League. But it was a goal, and I'll happily take it any day of the week. Things happen. That's football. Deal with it. Don't, 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 don't fall too far into it is how we got we got lucky on one now we still held on you know we still got the result i'll be happy with it i'll take it uh three points is three points three points we got it you know you have to get anything you can to get into the playoffs at this point Mm -hmm. stat sheet anywhere you look if you look at the final score that's all you look at as a final score does not matter how you get there just get there take it take it and run that's fine uh tony what was your impressions on the match sir Honestly, it was, it was, it, as everyone's been saying, it's like, it's been, it's been looking good without our DPs and doing really well, especially with, if he wants to go to Europe, I I love you, but part of our history at this point, like we're doing well without you. And especially with Brian coming back and still doing pretty well, it's like, I'm happy with it. And I'm happy with the products that we've been putting out, especially with the young guys, like even Duke, like. Yeah, when we first got Duke, he was like this young kid, like, oh, like, like, oh, look at our new youngin that we picked up and stuff like that. But then he started playing some playing time, realizing he needs to get into into the weight room at the end of the day. You know what I mean? And realizing in order to be a good football player, you have to get into the weight room, 
gain some muscle in your legs and everywhere so you don't get pushed around and dominate. So, and it's, like I said, even with that one missed mistake for the fall, it's like, he's still growing too. So it's like, we're building a product again. We're, I think I was, what was I? I was listening to the, like the MLS Twitter with uh, Max and someone from Austin. And Max was mm-hmm. literally said, literally said, as an expansion team, as soon as the four or three years go, you have to re go back into an expansion and realize you have to rebuild the team. And that's what we're doing. You know what I mean? It, it takes a while, but we have to build the team at the same time we're doing well. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and getting stale, you know, I heard that earlier in the season is things were getting stale in the lineup. Things were getting used to, they were just, Hey, well, that guy's going to start, you know, this is how it's going to be. And there was never that threat of maybe you're not going to get back in the lineup again. Now you have a situation where Duke is finding his role. Is it the pretty playmaker? No, which we all thought that's what he was training to do. No, he's the plucky midfielder, right? He's finding mm-hmm. his moments. You have Ibiaga coming into the mix, creating competition that needs to be there. You have certain guys taking spots that weren't expected early on, and now they're there, and they own it, and it's working. Mm-hmm. And this now creates this situation where as the, the higher skill level players or the star players come in is where do they really fit into the conversation? Is there a spot like what do you have to break apart to bring those guys back in? That's your next issue is, is say you get Vela back in the lineup. Great. Where do you put him that wouldn't disrupt the system that we've already just created now? That's now seeming to work for three straight games or so. Right. Big question. It's at the point where the only place to put him is on the bench. It's weird. It's really odd. Your most high skilled player, your star, the guy that's 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 busted it out for you, right? The last few years. Now with the lineup, like how much are you gonna shake up to get, get him back in the lineup? How much are you gonna sacrifice to get him back? Same with Brian. Where does he go? Is he gonna be a midfielder? Or are you gonna put him at left and mid? Or if you're gonna go five wide? Like the questions are here. So it's an, an interesting thing to see from this the good takeaway. That's for certain. So that being said. Uh, any last reactions before I move this on to our crew? All right, let's move it on to the family here. Let's go, guys. So we got here. Anthony Bernunez does explain that. Brian is back for tomorrow's match. He was actually available for this match, but they didn't dress him. They let him rest because he got overworked for Uruguay. So that guy was playing crazy against Uruguay, so he got a bit of a rest. But yeah, he'll definitely be there. Marvin Chavez says Janela is doing a lot, uh, a lot better. Exactly, the quality is starting to show up for Janela. The confidence is there. I think we're all seeing it. Uh, for Marvin, Murillo was up attacking, left Julio wide open, unmarked. Yeah, they were moving into in the position for another attacking play. I think that was where we got caught in that. Was it too early? Maybe right primary role. But yeah, for sure he did. Um, Marvin says I was in front of the own goal, seeing the ball run freaking out yeah i think we were too because it was just that moment where it just keeps rolling Rolling. like it's never gonna end right it's on a loop right it's like austin powers with that like cement machine right flattened when is it gonna happen yeah it was beautiful (laughs) marvin chavez ochoa can be an arse so happy to see when it happens to him exactly dude he has no respect for supporters we already saw that in minnesota so couldn't happen a nicer, nicer boy there. Uh, <laughs> Marvin Chavez also says, if the own goal didn't happen, I think the team would have been 100, 110% to get the third and probably get it. I think when we got the third goal, we defended a bit more and not to give up the lead again. Yeah, there was a different yeah. mindset. 
Yeah, I agree, Marvin. You're spot on. Uh, there was the preserve the lead mindset that we tend to miss. Right? We've missed a lot this season, and now there's a little more respect for that, not getting caught out. You have a lead, being a little more careful, a little mindful about your, your moments out there. So good call by Marvin. Ella Marquez says, wasn't there an article saying that Brian's house got robbed? I didn't really. Did you guys hear anything about that? I know. I didn't hear anything. Oh, no, we have to look into that one. Thank you, thank you, Alan, for that update. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about that. Uh, La Wolf fan is jumping on as well. Good evening, sir. Carlos C. Again, to the question we're talking about the Vela Brian Rodriguez situation. Now that you see this lineup working, where do the big boys fit in? And this is his take. Uh, maybe you can start Vela on the bench until fit, but once he once fit, he's starting. No question in my mind about that. Yeah, that's the thing. Is is how do you work him back in? Do you develop him? I know it's Vela, develop develop Vela. Uh, work him into the lineup. I mean, super sub for the moment wouldn't be bad. Right, you need you need something special. I mean, there here comes Vela off the bench, and finally, when he gets that fitness, then yeah, you find his way in. That's for sure. Good call on that, Carlos. Marvin Chavez. Uh, yep, his mom and grandkids were home alone. She got robbed. Dude, that's terrible. So we got to look into that story as as we're going here from Brian. That's terrible. I was like, was that yeah. in Uruguay or was that here? Because like, yeah, that's uh, that's rough I think stuff. I just Keep found the article, and it looks like mm-hmm. it was in Uruguay. Okay, because I was just like, he has a, uh, 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 like I don't think he has a house up there. Like, yeah, so. I mean that's that's rough. That's yeah. rough. I'm sorry to hear about his family going through that. As Marvin just also said, it is in Uruguay. Uh, Wolf fan says, I don't believe Vela will like it as a super sub. That's true. Mm-hmm. Vela doesn't like to come out at all, but Vela's got to put it put in the intensity. Right? We need something from him. Uh, he hasn't been healthy, and that that counts for something. You can't put a man above the rest of the team. That's for certain, even if it's Carlos Vela. So tough decisions for Bob, that's for sure. But again, we got to get in the playoffs, and you got to do any little thing you can to get there. Uh, Vela, he will stress out. That's the one thing about Vela. Has you guys ever seen him stress out? No. The only time I, I think I've ever seen him stress out. Yeah, I think he gets to the point where it's nonchalant more than anything else. Right, like, well, I'm there, you know. Do you think Bam just froze on us? I know. Oh boy. <laughs> All right. So Wolfman, good call, man. Like, you know, w- will there be an issue with him if he's got a phase back in? I-, I think maybe there would be, but maybe there wouldn't, because he does come across very chill about most things. So we'll see how that runs. So thank you guys for the updates. We're definitely gonna move forward here and transition into the next story. Uh moving forward here we go into community maybe we'll get bam back in a few moments here so let's get into that and uh tony club and community news what have you got for us my friend so it's like like i said it's a quick turnaround so luckily everything got posted really quickly because i was kind of struggling for like information because of course it's like kind of hard to especially on the day but um of course i usually went with like the the, the usual which is Quervos has a watch party at the at Barney's Beanery in Burbank. Mm-hmm. Lucky's, of course, Lucky Baldwin's, where you find him. Um, TSG is not confirmed, but I'm going to guess that they're going to be at the Beer Gardens in K- in K-Town. And then Empire Boys are, of course, um, going to be at Rowdy's Beer Co. most likely. I'm not, again, uh, that's what I saw, so I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, I got that confirmation from uh, LAFC Punk himself. 
mm-hmm. uh, that it will definitely be at Rowdy's in Rancho. And I can tell you guys, I've been there. It's a great time out. If you're in the area, definitely jump on that for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, LAFC Punk also gave me the heads up about what Ele- Elements up to. They're going to be at Chicky Chicky Wings. Because you know, that's the name of the place uh, in Fontana. So if you're out in Fontana, definitely go pay them a visit as well. And more parties will develop as we go. Of course, luckies are at luckies. Like you said, no shock there. So that mm-hmm. is what's going on in terms of viewing parties. We'll get more as we go. Um, oh, look at that. Bam. He's back. back. I'm back. Welcome back, my friend. There He's got it is. Too, too many new toys. It crashed the system. Yep. 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 He totally broke things. <laughs> But you're back, Bam. So that's good. And then I see something about global dip. Tony, you want to talk about global dip? I see something on 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 the title there. What is that all about, my friend? Global dip. Did you see it? You see it? Yes, it was. uh, If I remember right, uh, we were talking about the uh, the fundraiser that we did. Yes, global diplomatic. Mm, there you exactly. Go, I was like, yes. So... so I know that this weekend they're actually heading to TJ to drop off things and have an event in Tijuana. Uh, Jonathan Reimer has has pretty much been taking the head head up on that, just getting information out to everybody. Uh, but basically, there's going to be a huge event in Tijuana. Check it out. Check on social media. They need all hands on deck. So if 3252 can make it to TJ, please do that. Uh, that is going down for certain. So please, mm-hmm. please jump on that and follow, follow, follow along and get your details as we go there. Uh, moving on to club news. I'm going to move this to Bam Bam. We have a new signing to talk about, don't we? We do. We do have a 27-year-old six-foot-six keeper um from technically chelsea but never played for chelsea in the premier league he got lined out quite a lot he's played 184 games and conceded 237 goals last year he played for rotherham united uh-huh. in that the, he played 28 games 26 in the championship one fa cup one efl cup he copped two yellows conceded 40 goals and had six clean sheets now, with okay. his signing, it's got us thinking, what's happening with Pablo? Well, we know that he's on a free after this season. Yeah, he's on a free, and now he's listed as being injured, correct? I believe so. Okay, so there's a few things there. Could it be Pablo was nursing an injury and was just handling it, you know, until things were covered? Uh, could it be a situation where he's getting shopped? We don't know. But it's got to be tough for both keepers, right? For Pablo, for Romero, to have this new kid come out of nowhere from England who's been kind of bouncing around and never actually been in a situation where he can get sold off. I don't know if was, the price was too high coming from Chelsea or what, but never could really find a home. The funny thing is his experience from what I saw uh, and what people wrote about him was not that he was doing anything poor. He just never got that shot. Uh, even from Chelsea, like what the, the breakdown from him getting loaned out was like, what are we going to do with him? And li- they list the weaknesses and then it's like, well, there are no weaknesses. So what's going on? Right. It's just this guy that's never gotten a full shot. So now he's here in MLS. He gets his shot. He's what, 27 years old. So this is his chance to try to steal a role you could say, and, and and break into this lineup. Again, I feel for the goalkeepers we currently have, nothing against this new guy coming in, but 
you got to wonder, is this going to disrupt things or make more competition? Or, you know, how does this settle with the lineup that we currently have? Bam, what's your take, my friend? Um, my take is, I think he's just coming here to try and get game time. Like, as you said, everything I've read about him, it's he's not bad. He's just not getting the opportunities that he should be getting. I think we've seen that Romero's a great keeper. I, I'll be surprised if we don't get offers with him very soon. So this could be also the cover for that. We're going to quick turnaround with him, sell him quick for high, and then start with this new keeper. But time will tell. Yeah, it's it's tough to see how this guy fits in this late in the season. It's just an odd... To me, it's an odd situation unless something's already in the works. So... We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what comes. It is nice to have a goalkeeper that's six foot six in your lineup, though. I mean, we haven't had size in that position since Tyler, right? Mm-hmm. And Tyler's Tyler. You know, uh, see where this where, where this kid comes. I can say that there's a lot of the highlight videos of, of Jamal Blackman. It's been like PK stops and point blank saves, and it's kind of an interesting vibe just to see where it's at. And he did get L- Young Player of the Year, I believe, with one of the teams he was with. He was loaned out to. So there's yeah. something also, there. Yeah, also mm-hmm. with him, his contract's only for the to the end of the season. With an option. Like, yeah, with an option for a year. So it's huh. a short contract. It's just really, again, it's an interesting move. I guess it's a low-cost gamble at mm-hmm. this point. So we'll see what happens there. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, of course, we welcome him to the club, and we and you know we hope the competition breaks out, of course, a new, new player in the ranks. Uh, let's hope it's not a Nico Hamalainen situation, right? Where nothing <laughs> comes of it. Uh, just wasted time and effort from everyone. Uh, but we'll see what happens. That's for sure. Uh, any other stories or interesting moves, my friend, before we move yeah, on to standings so, and all that? A mm-hmm. um, couple of inter- last minute international duties that we'll cover from the last game. Yeah. Had Uruguay one year wins over Ecuador, both Sifu and uh, Cheeky were unused subs, and B-Rod played 84 minutes for Uruguay. Um, also, we all know that Rossi got his first start with Fenerbahce. He started and played a full 90 minutes in a 1-1 draw. I personally am going to give him the assist for their goal. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it It's like how there's technically no assist given for um, our first goal this past game. To me, he got the assist for that. It was a beautiful cross into it. For the goal. His next game will be a nice midday kickoff Thursday for you guys in Europa Champions League against Frankfurt. To me, it's a 5 a.m. kickoff Friday morning, so it'll be interesting <laughs> with that. Yeah. You know what? It's not hard to see these games. Access is pretty easy here. No, right? it is. If you want to watch them, you can. It's not that hard to get to get a look. Uh, but since Rossi's already a starter, that's nice. Again, giving him credit for maybe a kind of sort of assist. I mean, he put the ball in the mix, right? He took the chance to get into the, into it. So uh, yeah, it just I'm sure everyone, from what I mean, I've heard, is yeah, it's been positive news from what I've heard. So all yeah. good things to him. Good. If we're playing the full got. ninety minutes for his first game, that's huge. Yeah. Central breaks. Help. Yeah. You know, we need guys. Any any player that we sign from this point forward, if they take off with the clubs they go to just makes it that much easier for us to make dough down the line. I mean, that's, that's, it's the business of it. So if your guys produce once they move on, yes. So good, good on him. All the best to him. 
Uh, it's going to be cool to see him make a run there. That's for sure. Uh, moving on from that, of course, is their playoff situation. Now that we've put ourselves in the mix again, we are sitting in the eighth spot, uh, tied for seventh, pretty much with Salt Lake. Uh, they've only got us pretty much on goal difference. We're what plus two, they're plus four. Well, geez, you know, that can easily be fixed. Uh, mm-hmm. Minnesota sitting at 31 in the sixth spot. Portland's at 33. And then comes Carson in the fourth spot at 37. Seven points away from us. That's not too far away if we keep streaking the way we do. Even 33 is not far at all, right? That's one win away. So mm-hmm. somehow, some way, after this week, we could find ourselves all the way up in the fifth spot. That's a potential, guys. Uh, and, of course, that would line us up if the playoffs were to start. Would it be against two? Oh, yeah, those guys. So you're in the mix. We said we put in the hunt because we really are in the hunt again. A couple good results strung together, and you're in the story. That's the, that's the story of the Western Conference. It's just tight, tight, tight. So good things on that. Uh, moving on to there. Uh, guess what? Oh my gosh, I'm looking. Tony is going to be doing our Black and Gold Vinyl Club Minute, and it's tripping me out because I'm realizing that a certain artist here is featuring again. My gosh, so I'm just going to sign this one off. Tony, take it away, sir, with your Black and Gold Vinyl Club Minute. So, if you, so the person I picked was Willie Nelson, of course. We... We had to go back to Willie because, of course, who doesn't like Willie? But I chose this one because, A, it was actually written out out around here in California. So if you guys don't know the story for Stardust, um, one of the one of the uh, composers for Stardust was literally his, his quote-unquote apartment was right above the apartment that Willie was above. And they were jamming out together, making music, whatever. And that's when Willie just pretty much said, hey, why don't we just instead of jamming, make this into, like, get into the studio and record this. And from that came Stardust. That album is one one of the one of the best albums to listen to, just a nice, relaxing day. Stardust is magical. magical. Um, Georgia is, of course, a, another great hit as well. Let me see. I have it pulled up because it's just it's just blue skies, all of me, September, Unchained. It's just a good album to listen to, and just a like as it is like Willie Nelson. Like this shot his career up into mega stardom, into the pop charts, to everything. Because again, watch this is pop. Talk about country, and you'll you'll understand like the weird the weird sensation of what country music is and what country music isn't and blah, blah, blah. And what a word can do to change it. So I chose Stardust for this episode just because of course you can't do, you can't talk about Austin without talking about Willie Nelson. It's impossible. Yeah. I just say, I, I, I hate you for mm-hmm. taking Willie Nelson because we're using next week for on the road again. Oh, yeah, but we're Dude, playing Portland. I'm just loving the Willie Nelson love that we have on this show. It's 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 it's, it's this is beautiful. This is a good yeah, thing. We're, That's we're for sure. Portland, but we've got three games on the road, so we're on the road again. Again yep. and again and again and again. Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> so, but I mean, Stardust is cool because you're dealing with standards, you know, yeah. and giving it a new vibe, a, a new life. Uh, and looking at our club, that definitely we're we're. We're enjoying a new life, you could say, with this lineup. These young guys taking over uh, where others could not. 
mm. uh, and changing things up. So Stardust, that's that's perfect, my friend. I, I'm stuck with this today. I don't know why I keep saying it, but uh, <laughs> Tony, you're the man, dude. Let's move on. Let's get into LAC uh, versus Austin. Those guys traveling again. And again, shout out to the 3252 who's actually traveling for a midweek. There's a lot of you going out there. It's kind of shocking and surprising and beautiful all together to see that many people going to Austin in a midweek clash. These aren't easy times to get off of work. I know this, guys. So uh, shout out to all of you guys making the run. So, Tony, how's Austin doing this season? Ouch. <laughs> That's like... <laughs> so they are 5, 4, and 14. So they've only won five games. And then the, the since the last time we faced them in Austin, they're 2, 0, and 8. So they just, I, I don't, I don't know what it is over there. It's just, they're just, there's something out there clicking with them. And when we break it down, maybe Bam can show some light on the last game, but for my good and bad and ugly, I, I'll let you know why, but it's just, it's just not the greatest. But again, that's also very dangerous because again, they can still want revenge because we beat them at home. We beat them at our home. And, you know, this is the third time. And again, it's always hard to beat a third team for three times in a row. Case in point, SKC. So it could be a trap game. But then again, we take RSL out for three in a row. So it's not like it's something rare for us. True, true. But it is in their house, and I think that's the that's the story that we're dealing with. Is it's in their house? So, Bam, what did they do in their last match? Their last match, they played Houston in a derby. <laughs> uh-huh. It's not a derby, let's be honest. No. Um, had a little spanking of a three 0 loss, so kind of expected. Um, some of the highlights was Houston open scoring after forty seconds. Um, with Dorsey, pounced on a block shot off the keeper, easy goal, nothing to expect there. Twenty-second minute, Ponchentino cops a yellow card. Twenty-fourth minute, Houston goes up two 0 again, thanks to Piercop. Forty-fourth um, minute, Ring cops a yellow. Fifty-first minute, Berhalter cops a yellow, and in the sixty-fourth minute, Houston scored their third goal. So that was pretty much the highlights from it. Some of the stats for it. Now a little, t- a little fun I have. Possession was uh, this is where it gets really weird at the game. Possession Houston had 33.9%, Austin had 66% possession. Shots were 16 to 15, seven on goal to two on goal. Crosses Austin were up 15 to six. Corners they're up 10 to three. Fouls 16 and 11 each. With two yellows to Houston, three to um, Austin, and a total team expected goals. Austin were one point three, yet Houston were one point one, and they scored three. So that was the stats from the game. That makes no sense, right? <laughs> Except does, that maybe just giving out cheap goals, right? Mm-hmm. That's what you can think about. It. Yeah. For the subs for them, they did a halftime double with. Perhotun reads on for Pereira and Punchintino. Uh, 69th minute, they also did a double with Colmanic and 
Uh, I'm going to say Dijite on for Jimenez and Dominiques. And in the 80th mm-hmm. minute, they used the last sub for with Gallagher on for Fungundis. Fungundis. Uh-huh. Fungundis. Okay. So it's an interesting vibe seeing with these guys. I remember they started the season at a 4-3-3, right? They thought they were going to match what we did, come in all, ah, we're going to do this. We're going to kick some butt. And then they just couldn't produce any goals, right? And left themselves open to counters like crazy. Now, if you've seen anything from their scores, they allow a lot of goals and they don't score a lot back. From time to time, they do get some bunches, right? But production just hasn't been there. Interesting case. It looked like they tried to limit the pain against Houston and went deep in their midfield, uh, playing a 4-2-3-1 setup. Yeah, a little more conservative. Uh, you've seen this from us, right? This is kind of your default if you need to just limit things, limit limit the pain. And that's what they did. And so they started with a Dominguez up top, Fagundes out on the left, Driussi in the middle, Pochettino on the right. Uh, their defensive mids was Ring. Expect him again. Uh, Pereira. And then their, their back four was Jimenez, Romana, Cascante, Lima, and Stuver. Stuver's again. I got to kind of figure, well, he'll be in the lineup. He's the guy. Uh, Bam explained who got subbed in from that. I can't help but think that it's going to look a little bit similar to that. It's not going to look the same as what they did to us last time. I just don't see that happening again. You know, I look at the Vancouver lineup, same story again. This case, they, they again, four, two, three, one. So whatever they thought they were going to do in the front foot, but football is gone. In that game, same thing, except that they had Gallagher out on the left rather than Fagundes, and Fagundes dropped deep. So that's not, I don't think that's the greatest move for him at all. That's more necessity. I'd expect him to be back up on the left side against us for this one. Don't be shocked by that. Uh, Drew Seal still will be here, or, or he's at Pochettino, Dominguez expected. Backline, you know, could have Bessler, Cascante in the middle, Lima on the left, Jimenez on the right. What you're going to see again is a team that's going to try to counter us in their own half, try to catch us. That's what they can do. Uh, you know, it's it's they are your classic expansion team. A lot of promise. There's some flashes, but a complete unit is not there. There are holes. And so we can take advantage of them. Like that's where we're at. Whatever lineup we bring out there, there are openings. That's for certain. That's what we're going to have to look for. We're going to have to get plucky. We're going to be in their house. Yes, it does get loud, but, we, you know, we get louder. Uh, 3252 present, presence will be there. So there you go. Now, Bam, who is missing from this match for Austin? So they've got five missing out injured at the moment. So Ulysses, Poson, Sweat, uh, Seanfield, and Bezler out. In so the, that's the, moment. the big guy missing in the middle there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Now... Doing some research, I did find out something interesting. They just signed a homegrown player, the 16-year-old son of the head coach, Owen. Could he be playing? That would be interesting. That sounds like a super sub to me. Yeah. There's got to be something (laughs) with that, but that's very odd. Yeah. Which is interesting. Is he signed just because he's the coach's son, or is he anything decent? We don't know. Or it's just necessity because they're shorthanded by so many bodies right now that they needed to throw somebody out there. Yeah. And apparently he's supposed to be a midfielder as well. Okay. I mean, but their midfield is what it is. I, I don't think that's, that's not where they're dying. Mm-hmm. I mean, really it's not, it's that back line. That's just been 
not mm. not in it. That's for sure. Uh, you can't fault Ring in this situation, right? And mm-hmm. Pereira is Pereira. They're fine. Like I, I, you know, I look at their t- their lineup. Dominguez is fine. It's the back line. It's inconsistent. They get killed on stuff. And we're in this situation where it's we're gonna have to take advantage of the situation. Get plucky with it. Make it work. You know, and grind it. You know, we've got guys that'll do that now. So that's where we're at. Which of course brings it to us because. All is not perfect in the land of LAFC, right? We've had some complications since this last victory. It did come at a real cost. That's why I bring it to you, sir. Bam, who is missing on our side? Who's out? Who isn't out? We've still got a lot injured out at the moment. So um, I was looking before, and LAFC Benjamin had up a list of um, who's out. The biggest surprise, from my understanding, is um, a twister is going to be out with an ankle injury. That's a huge loss for us. Mm-hmm. Especially on this road trip. Heart and soul, we know this. Uh, that is, that's going to hurt us. I don't think there's any question that's going to hurt us big time. Because now you have to look at who can really replace him. What's the system going to look like without him there? Who's going to have to make up for that? for that position this is tough but there's he's not the only one missing right Ben? yeah uh, so we're missing a twister pablo blackman junez Gaines, opoku um segura vela still so the list just keeps going on and on so i can see us putting out a similar squad to what we've had out the last couple of games maybe put in b ride for a twister i mean yeah, that's tough because B-Rod's not in that role at all. So now you have Duke and Janela anchoring your mid with Cifuentes. Yeah. And then your outs would be, again, would B-Rod get that shot out there, right? Might as well. This is the I mean, you're finding your blessings, your fifth guy, right? So he's going to yeah. be out on the right side. Do, do we get to see the B-Rod show with that extra distance? Going into it, maybe. Right, and then is Arango you're going to be your sole man up top? Maybe, I don't know. We could, like I said, it's like our system is very with the players that we have, and not that not now that we can finally freely like move around people, we could just technically pretend that Arango is up front by himself, but really there's another person up there, just like you know how we usually do it. Like the, yeah. the number five defender, but not a def- number five defender, our wing backs. Right. Yeah. Or do you go back to the four three three? <laughs> yeah, it's or yeah, play the wing back, right? Your five three two setup again. Mm-hmm. And then you throw you throw Arango and B Rod up top. Or Moose. Yeah. Or Moose, right? If B Rod's not ready to start, which I think B Rod's ready to start. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah. Uh, he, he was on fire when he left us and he was on fire with the national team. So you expect him to have some fire in the belly again. Uh, I hard to see him not start. So, you know, maybe it will be the five, three, two. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the other possibility, I'm not hundred sure if this is true or not, but EBI could be out because of yellow cards. I understood that he was out. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a thing. Yeah. So he's out So your back line gets that much more interesting since Blackman's out too. 
So do you just anchor things down back there? Throw more bodies in the back? Not what we wanted to hear, right? That's for yeah. sure. At, at least it's happened for Austin. It's not happened for Portland. Right, because then we'll get Ibiaga back for, for that oh, next yay. one. The turf. <laughs> oh, my God, the turf, the turf, the turf. We'll talk about it next episode, but the turf. <laughs> yeah, we'll have fun that. Plastic pitches yeah. for plastic clubs. Gotcha. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Uh, yeah, so we've got a situation where maybe it is that five in the back again, just to anchor what we got to anchor and survive. Uh, does Farfan get his moment again? Is he on? A, is he even listed? He don't have a choice, right? Yeah, Edwards out there. Yeah, it gets funky. That's for sure. Uh, but yeah, you, you've got to find a way to get B Rod on the field. You got to find a way to get Arango on the field. So Fuentes has got to play. Blessing's got to play. Duke's earned his role. Janela's earned his role. Like, what are, what are you going to do? It's hard. It's a really hard situation that we're in, but we're short. So, Bob's got some situations at hand. Bam. Final take on this one before I bring it into the crew. See what their opinions are as we get into this mix. Honestly, put a, put 10 at the back. Let's put it around the back. <laughs> Just, really? Park the bus. No. Park the bus against Austin. Come on now. Austin's not like all right, all right. nine at the I, back. Orango up the top. That will do. Yeah, I just again five in the back just seems the logical choice at this point. What are you going to do? So you know, if that's the case, would could it be a situation where you play you play Janela defensive mm-hmm. and Sefuentes and Blessing in front of him? Yeah, you could. You could go the back be Moon, Fall, Edwards, Palacios, Farfan. Well, Kim's healthy again mm-hmm. and back. Yeah. I thought you put Moon in. You're putting yeah, five in the back. You're, put, you're putting you're, you're putting Kim and Juan yeah. on the right side. Yeah. That's yeah. for certain. That's the case. On the left side, Palacios. In the middle, it, it's that's where you get funky, right? It's going to be Fall, Murillo, and Farfan. Yikes. I know, but do you have a choice? Nope. Nope, you don't. That's what you got. That's what you got. You know, what are you going to do? That's your line. Yeah. So, interesting moves. Let's see. Let's hear what the rest of the crew is going to say because they're ready to go. <laughs> you can hear it like Marvin's like, I'm ready for this. By the way, Marvin's going to be on the episode on Thursday. Marvin Chavez, you're the man. We got you for the next episode. That's going to be fun, especially the breakdown of this match since we're going to have an interesting lineup. So let's see. Let me pull back into this. Uh, I know it's a bit of a change of subject, but Marvin did jump on there. He just said Jamal's not there to complete. Uh, isn't it complete for the starting spot? You're right. We're paying for that. We'll see what happens there. Roberto Espinoza, Stardust is a great record. One of my faves. There's the love right there. Huganox, uh, let's get those road points. And then yes. Marvin Chavez giving us the backup, saying a twist and Diabiaga are indeed out. They are. Marvin also says, I don't want this to be a trap game. You got to focus and fight 110%. This is a make or break match. Whoever's in the lineup, you can't fall behind anymore. You can't afford it. There's not enough games left in the season. Every game's a playoff game from here on out till you get into the playoffs. And then there you go. This is, this is live or die night. 
now. So here it is. Hugan uh, Ox, not having a twist will be tough, especially since he's our captain and all. Exactly. Another leader out. It hurts. Uh, Victor said, Victor D. Lopez, Janela, Duke, Sifu in the midfield. Moon Juan on, on in the second half. Blackham for Ibiaga. Rayo for Chichu. Chicho. Sounds deadly. Yeah, but no Blackman. You don't have Blackman. That's no, not Ibiaga. an option right now. And no Ibiaga. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, Maybe he was talking about the keeper. <laughs> right. uh, Victor Dila. <laughs> Victor Dila, yep, I take Blackman in the way over. Yeah, but Blackman's not available, right? Again, the keeper. <laughs> He's listed out, right? He's listed out. So he's talking about Blackman, but he, I think he's listed out. Three five two, which means five three two, right? Like I know that's how we play this thing. Uh, we put Fall Mario Blackman, Blessing Fifu Duke Janela. Play. Yeah, it's just the Blackman situation, right? He is out, guys. We're confirming he's out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No Change Blackman for Edwards in that lineup. He says Blackman might be middle? good for tomorrow. Uh, Victor, I don't think we go with a four-three-three. They're too consistent to go away from the five-three. I I agree. I just think it's safe to play the five-three-two under this situation, especially if they're going to clog the midfield the way they're going to clog it. You need to you need to press their outsides for sure, for sure. Uh, Duke to his west a spot in the center. Raito and Duke spot on the right. If we go with five, right? <laughs> like Carlos C. Ibiaga's out. Damn, five in the back. I think that's what we're looking at. That's for sure. That's for sure. Mar- Marvin, nice. I don't know if that's sarcastic for Marvin. I think he's just saying, yes, he's back. Yes, he's on for Thursday. So there it yeah. is. So there's a comment that we see right now. So, yeah, the lineup's going to be a really interesting one. We'll see what happens with it. It's going to be funky. Uh, it's not quite what we've seen the last three games because injuries are injuries. They force some changes. So uh, what you thought was consistent before is no longer consistent. We just got to make it happen. So tomorrow, 6 o'clock local time, our time, we will be playing Austin FC. I know it's on. The sweep is potential. Uh, We could take this team out. They're in the bottom. You have to take them out. Challenge accepted. So, uh, Bam, final thoughts about this match. What's your take, sir? It's Austin. Let's get it three points. 11 a.m. kickoff for, for me tomorrow morning. Um, get out there. Don't get injured. Let's just have some fun. Let's get two goals each for B-Rod and Aguero, and I'll be happy. Right? Does Aguero's streak or does Chicho? Oh, I'll just say Chicho. Does Chicho's streak continue? Yeah, I guess yeah. so. You calling it? Yeah, one or two, because the way he's playing right now, they got to ask, right? One or two. Good four. Dude, I feel a brace, man. I do. I ain't going to lie. I feel comfortable, confident about this one. Maybe that's not being safe about it, but I do feel good about this one. Again, I also feel Duke is due at one point to get one. He's just putting in the work. Something's got to fall. Yeah. yeah my, my, my big question is, who's going to take the free kicks and corners? Duke? Yeah, I would say Duke. If Duke's in the lineup, I think Duke. Because we're missing a Twesta, he's taking them, and you're putting them on dime for four, so... Right, and if it wasn't a Twesta, it's Vela, and Vela's not in the lineup. So, new faces. Well, whoever can hit fall in the head, that's all that matters, right? Exactly. Hit him on the corner. 
Let's do this. Let's do this. So, yeah, it's not like Atlanta on the road, guys. We're playing all Austin. You got to feel not so bad about that. Uh, Tony, final take on the match ahead. Um, I say I'll give it 2-0. You know what I mean? Um, maybe 2-1. Two, 2-0, two, no, I'm like more expected. 2-1 is like maybe this Austin comes out with something. You know, you never know. Again, they're at home. So playing at home cooking always helps out a little bit. Uh like I said, it it seems like a trap match just because of Austin and you never know. Again, this is the MLS. You never know who will show up, as we showed that with SKC. You know what I mean? Everyone was yeah. counting us out, and next thing you know, we beat them 4-0. Four, four so, like I said, we just got to keep our head focused and get these next get these three points, get the next three points, and then the last one away in three points, and we'll be golden and it we talk to we talk a different season you know exactly very different season if that's the case so uh honestly i'll I'll just say this i think that after that vancouver match we hit a moment within our own locker locker room within our players a different vibe a different approach to things they saw the desperation i think they're looking at this team missing what five from their lineup not settled they have their own issues to deal with and we have these young, strong players with something to prove going to Austin. I only feel good about it. I don't feel any, I don't feel concerned. This is one of those few matches where I'm like, let the guys go off on this one. Like, don't let them hear us for sure, but just let them go off. Like, let, let it be that moment for these guys. Make the breakthrough this one on top of what we've seen so far. Uh, this is a big one. That's for sure. And I think our guys will be up for it. I'm confident they are. So uh, that being said, I'm looking at the rest of the comments from everybody out there looking for some final thoughts and reactions from our crew. If you guys got any, throw them out there right now before we get into our final thoughts of the day. Because uh, we before are at that further, moment. Huh? Mm-hmm. Just, just having a quick look. Only one team above us within striking distance, so within three points of us on the ladder, is playing a team below us. So you got Salt Lake City, who we're equal with. Their next game is against the Quakes, who is below us. You got Minnesota, who's above us, playing SKC, and you also got Portland, who's above us, playing Colorado. So there are some tough games for those for those people. They drop points, we pick up points. We could end up being fifth after this game. Yeah, no, the the potential is there. Uh, we could really break break things apart in the lineup or in the standings. This is the night. This is the night where we get to break in, finally get on the right side of the bubble. Mm-hmm. You got to take it serious. They are going to take it serious. Young guys do. So we're in a good moment there. So, of course, that takes us into the next stage of our episode, which we talk about our final takes and uh, walk away all beautiful as we get into this shorter episode tonight, of course. But get ready for a road match. So. Final say. Let's see. Who had it last week, gentlemen? Let's see. I think Bam was the one that started it last time. So I guess that makes Tony the man, the myth, the legend. Final thoughts, my friend. Um, just for everyone who was out there in Austin, just support. Just, you know, be loud. Be be loud and let them hear us. Let them know that we're there. Like I said, have fun in Austin. I know a lot of people are enjoying it over there. Uh, like I said, let's just get these three points. Let's get hopefully into fifth. And like I said, like 
the like the, this is MLS is different than every other league. We'll keep saying this. We'll keep repeating it. You'll it's never it's never until the final game. Like I feel our placement of where we're going to be is going to be that last game in Colorado. Um, so like I said, let's try to get in and see how high we can go. And maybe like we won't have road games. Maybe we'll have it at home, like for a couple games, who knows at that point, you know? So let's just get these three points and let's, let's just focus on them. And then we'll talk about who we have to play next after that. Well said, man, game by game. That's for sure. It can dream big, but game by game. Well done, sir. Bam, final thoughts. Final thoughts is, again, everyone that's going out to Austin, have fun. Stay safe. Have fun. You know, don't cause, don't get into any fights. Just go out there, sing loud, get three points, show them who we are, and then come back home safely. Nice thoughts. Exactly. Uh, which brings it to me and my final thoughts. First, I want to shout out to Casey and the few that are actually going to go crazy, go to Austin, then jump all the way to Portland right after that. I just want to send my love to all you guys that are doing that Ironman run for this away day. Uh, that is the ultimate. I haven't heard of that one before. That's pretty darn cool for all you guys doing that. So shout out to all of you. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to everybody that was at the stadium at the last game, giving it their all. I heard you guys. Bam heard you guys. Uh, keep up the good work. Now those are taken on the road. I know you're going to put on a show this week as well. Good stuff on you. Uh, shout out to the guys themselves. And of course, Arango uh, with the work rate he's put in Duke with the work rate. He keeps putting in the guys are stepping up. We notice it. We see a change. Of course. Thank you, Bob. Cause he has seen it and he's made the necessary changes to get us back into this. I know some don't like to say that, but I will say that because he has <laughs> made the proper adjustments deal with it that is the truth so on that note playoffs are in the hunt it is real now we're not in the doldrums anymore that is over we're now scaring teams with with what we're putting up each week nobody wants to play this team in the playoffs we get to be that danger team we just got to get there we got to make it happen got to be official got to qualify you see you see the rivalry matches already forming you see the potential. We could be, you know, could be a home and home with Carson. You don't know. It's that tight. It's going to be wild to the last day. So for those of you, again, that are traveling, make it to Minnesota if you can. Make it to Colorado if you can, because those, I think, are going to be critical killer matches to see where we place this year. Life and death, and it could be down to the last actual day to see if we make the playoffs. So go to those matches. Make it happen. It's tight. Finally, to everybody that, was jumping in with the tailgates for the last full tailgate. I saw that good stuff there. Um, and jumping in with kick childhood cancer, which is this month. Uh, spread the word, right? Jump hashtag on it. support yep. hashtag this thing. I know it's our turn. I saw you FCFC. I know it's our turn. So we'll make that happen tonight. Uh, and to the rest of you guys, of course, you know what I'm going to say. And we're all going to say, once I move over to our branding, and we move it on. <laughs> Are you guys ready for our final state statement of the evening? On three. One, two, three. Stay, Stay golden. Golden. Thank you for listening to the Heart of LAFC. Make sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. 
shoulder to shoulder, the black and gold is taking over. <laughs>